Crail is out seeing all the action of the Shannon's Nationals at Winton Raceway and once again the Formula 3 starring the show. Richard, welcome back to Inside Motorsport. Yeah, g'day Craig, hope you're well. I am indeed and it looks like the Foster Macro Show continued on in Formula 3 racing at Winton. Yeah, it did, and, and it resulted in, in one of the best races of the season, one of the best F3 races we've had for some time in race one at Winton. Tim uh, got a good start from second on the grid. He led to turn one, and then we had 14 laps of those two drivers, never split by more than a second, uh, trading fastest lap after fastest lap, and uh, it was an unbelievably competitive, real pressure cooker motor race. Uh, Tim got a bit slow, uh, a slow run coming onto the start-finish straight, um, halfway through the race, Joey drew alongside. They were side by side, and we all know how hard it is to pass at Winton Motor Raceway. So he didn't actually get passed, but it was just a, a remarkable battle between the two, and one of the best motor races I've had the good fortune of calling for some time. And and both drivers, you know, you go off and talk to a driver after a race if he's finished second, especially in a close finish like that was. And normally they're pretty disappointed, but I went to Joey and said, "Mate, that was a, a mega drive and a great race." And he said, "Yeah, look." We were at the absolute limit. We were at 11 tenths the whole way through that race and we couldn't have pushed any harder and I'm happy to finish second in a race like that. So it sort of shows the rivalry and the respect that's building between these two drivers and it's, it's quickly turning into one of the really good battles in the Australian Formula 3 Championship history. Which, of course, makes up the gold star once again this year. Mm. At the end of the weekend, Joey Foster leads the championship by 20 points over Tim Macro and his Scud Racing team just trying to uh, get themselves back into the hunt. Yeah, the margin actually did extend just slightly um, uh, during round four. It was about 16 points going into the round, was 20 after it. Joey got a couple of extra bonus points for pole positions and fastest laps that Tim didn't get. So the margin went out by three or four points. But, you know, it's still, you know, one DNF from Foster and Macro with a win will, will change the lead in the championship. So it's still very, very close, very competitive. Um, Tim is a fighter and he came from 25 points behind halfway through in 2007 and went on to win the championship by two points. So... He's still got a very, very good chance of um, of taking the championship. So it's going to be a great fight, and there's still four rounds to go. So uh, I think all of them are going to be good. But it's it's just a great rivalry that's that's brewing between the two of them. You know, two good teams, two good drivers. They've got good engineers, good support, and you know they're both pushing each other very, very hard to go quicker and quicker at each each round. And an interesting battle for third place. Whilst the two at the front are getting away. There's one point between Ben Crichton and Matthew Sophie. Yeah, Matt had the worst weekend you could possibly imagine. Was sort of on the pace in qualifying, didn't quite have the ultimate speed of Foster or Macro, um, but was fairly confident he could go with him on race day. But he got a, a woeful start in race one, was buried up behind Tom Tweedy in the national class car um, in race one, had a bit of a lunge at turn 11, the second to last corner, uh, nerfed the back of Tweedy's car around and it broke the front suspension on um, Sophie's car, so that put him out. So DNF is never a good thing, and Ben Crichton finished third in that race. And then Crichton went on to finish third in race two as well because uh, Matt barreled into turn one at the start with uh, cold tyres, locked both the front brakes, drove off into the dirt and the mud and the slush that is well known for being Winter Motor Raceway, and uh, sent him back to the field. So he had to drive his way through and managed to salvage a fourth place, but... Um, yeah, it was a really tough round, and as a result, the Kiwi driver was able to jump into third in the championship. But 
those two are having a good little dice between them for um, for the minor positions this year. Well, it's uh, national class action. And Tom Tweedy, Team Tom. Let's see, there's a new name on the Team Tom logo too with Battery World coming on board and he's having a solid performance there. Yeah, Tom's sort of... The, the national class isn't as strong as it has been in the last couple of years, which is a shame, but Tom's decided to run the older model car mainly because it is a, a cheaper sort of... Well, more affordable proposition is probably the correct term to use. But but his goal is to go at it every round and see if he can mix it up with the latest set cars, uh, the, the 07 cars that run at the front of the championship. And at Winton, he did that and did it very, very well. They really struggled in practice qualifying that team, but they got some advice from Tim Macro, who put them on the right direction to set up, and uh, they found a heap of time. And um, on Sunday in the two races, he was just as fast as Ben Crichton and Matt Sophie, and only sort of half a second a lap slower than the two guys duking it out to the lead. So Tom's a great talent, and um, he's, he's a great thing for Formula 3, and you know we're looking for big things from him for the future. I think he's got a really good career ahead of him. Mm. Yeah, he's all going well there for Tom Tweedy. Look, the uh, race schedule on television is at Speed Week, and that will be shown on the 5th of July at 1pm. Yeah, it is, yep. So they get to put together this week and race one will be the feature race there. So uh, that great duel between Foster and Macro will be, um, hopefully we'll be able to portray that um, in a really, really good way as, as it was at the racetrack, which was full of tension and full of drama and full of just two drivers going as hard as they possibly could for 14 laps in a race. And, and you know, seeing them trade fastest lap times each and every lap was just really, really good. And they were never split by more than sort of half to one second throughout the whole race. So we'll be showing that, as well as some other action from the uh, the Shannon's Nationals round at Winton. It'll be over two weeks. On the 5th of July, you'll be able to catch the action, and uh, part two of that show will come up the following Sunday at 1pm on SBS Speedweek. Well, we look forward to catching up with you once again on Inside Motorsport. Thanks, Craig. Always a pleasure. Well, his teammates might call him Robinson Crusoe, but he is not alone when it comes to the win column anymore. The newest winner in the V8 Supercar Series is Michael Caruso. And, uh, well, Robbo, congratulations. A fantastic effort in the long race at Hidden Valley. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was, um, it was a great way to finish off the weekend. It was, uh, you know, just uh, the toughest conditions you could ask for, having that race 200 kilometres, the longest race they've ever had up there. And uh, you just managed to run the Tonga strategy, your own race, faultlessly to uh, pick up the prize. Yeah, it was um, it was like definitely a very tough race. Uh, you know the heat conditions and, like you said, the first time uh, in that supercars that we've done a 200k race. So um, no doubt we were, you know, relatively happy that um, we could come away with that win. Why is Gary Rogers so good at picking young drivers? Um, look, I think Gary's um, he's been in the game for so many years now, and um, I mean he obviously knows what to look for in a driver and, um, you know, he's, he hasn't had, you know, they've all not been successes, but, you know, the majority have. And, um, uh, again, you know, I think he's willing to give guys a go that, um, you know, that show not just potential, but um, I suppose that are very keen to, you know, to make the most out of their opportunity. What about you yourself? Did you think that you could get a win in your second year in the series? Um, it's funny that I, I set my goal to, to have a win in my second year and um, 
I mean, you always do tend to set your goals quite high, and uh, so I suppose now I've achieved that, I'm going to have to reevaluate what my goals are for the year. Your teammate looked almost as happy as you. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, you know, me and uh, me and Lee are very good mates, so it's um, you know he shared that with me, which is really good. And um, you know, we're um, we've been working really hard together to make sure that uh, that our equipment's good enough to um, to get us up the front of the field. Now that you're both race winners, does that make the the pressure on you to perform even higher? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's if anything, it's probably taken the the pressure off me and. Um, you know, now I've got that under my belt, I can, you know, focus on developing myself a, a whole lot more and, uh, you know, having, you know, having a crack at some things that you probably wouldn't want to do just to, you know, some race meetings you think, oh, you know, you better just settle for this and um, get some results. But now I've had a, a very good result. Um, you know, I can, you know, keep going a lot harder and not having to worry about it. i tell you what, though, did you get the Auckland Herald on... Uh Monday morning to see if they remembered your name after the whole Lee Caruso incident. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I haven't seen any of the, the local newspapers, so um, uh, yeah, hopefully everyone remembers my real name now. Well, I'm sure everyone uh, listening here congratulates you, and uh, they'll they'll remember how to spell your name as those wins keep cricking along. <laughs> That's good to hear. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.